As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I talked to my mechanic and he told me not to panic as he pulled my engine out with the wind. He's got to keep it overnight, not just a little bright because my car's going under the wrench. It needs a new oil. You're listening to Classic Car Talk with Paul and Richard. Hello and welcome back. It's Richard here again, along with a man who thinks subdued is someone who isn't quite cool enough to be a dude. Oh, these get worse. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, we're both mad about classics, so uh, if old cars are your passion as well, then uh, you're in the right place. Oh, true enough. What's happening then, Paul? Okay, well, ever since uh, our story about the Fiat 500 last week, I've, um, I've been intrigued. Well, I say intrigued. Slightly curious. Vaguely interested. uh, Well... That's even pushing it. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't care less. But, um, but you did say that uh, you'd had even more drama with that little, uh, that poor little car. Um, so come on, thrill us. What happened next? You've hurt my feelings. But no. oh, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good story. This. Well, I think um, we'll be the judge of it. But go on, <laughs> carry on. Well, as, as I said, Dad sold me his sixty-five Cortina. He, he did sell it to me, fifty pounds. He said, "If I give it to you, you won't appreciate it." So he yeah, sold it to me, fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Hmm. So all I really needed to do was get rid of the Fiat that was on his lawn for what I could get. So the burnt paint on the engine cover, I sanded that down and I treated it with... I found a, a, a can of Crown Household Gloss White, so I gave it a can <laughs> of that. You've very high standards, haven't you, when it comes to paintwork? Oh, very much. I may even have given it a bit of undercoat. <laughs> but I might, I might not approve nowadays but back then to my 16 year old head it was looking pretty conkers i could tell you yeah yeah Yeah. um and that weekend i got it in the local paper as an ad and the very first call was from some boy who was a student at the local public school the the real posh one Mm. well anyway we arranged to meet on monday after school Mm. and and the boy turned up he was in a car driven by his chum who had presumably passed his test along with a, a couple of friends and they were they were all dressed in school uniform, as was I. Oh, the title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you to stick that one in. Oh, your next one. Well, <laughs> see, I told you, it is the gift that keeps I giving. Know, I know, you've got me at it now. Yeah, that's the title of yours, you see. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, anyway, just drag back to the Fiat story. If we must. Oh. Anyway, these... these Kids, these lads, they were they were toffs. There's mm. no doubt about that. And uh, me, as a mere oik, I was impressed. So when they said that they wanted to drive the Fiat, I of course willingly agreed. Mm. Um, only partly thinking, as all four of them piled in the car, that really? I should at least have asked the, if the boy interested in the car had a driver's license. Oh, anyway, a minor, a minor detail. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, I was keen to get rid of it, and so off they went. They were they were a long time gone. Mm. They were a long time, and I pretty much decided that they'd either stolen it or they'd broken down. Mm. And um, at that time, suddenly they appeared around the corner, pretty much high speed, and I would say marginal control. <laughs> Well, my parents' driveway was marked by two big, thick oak posts either side. Oh, and dear. the young lad, soaring at the wheel, he looked pretty determined. His friends, they just looked terrified. I'm not surprised. Anyway, big yank on the wheel in a technique I'm sure he'd learnt from Sterling Moss. <laughs> Cops Corner at Silverstone. <laughs> it was sufficient to break away the back of the car. And mm. for one moment, it just sat there. No limited slip diff, of course. So mm. one wheel was spinning like a Catherine wheel. It oh. just sat there like a cartoon, slow motion. And then as it came down, the tiny tyres bit once more into the tarmac of my parents' cul-de-sac mm. and the car shot forward, full speed, straight up the bank, straight into the gate. Oh, post. no. The two kids in the front, they tumbled from the one front door that had popped open on impact. Oh. Two more in the back. They were trapped inside. They dragged them clear. The engine, of course, had stalled. Mm. There was dust. The smoke cleared. And we all stood there in silence, surveying the mess. The Fiat was now resting at a pretty jaunty angle up oh. the bank. One wing stoved in on the gate. Poor post. little car. Oh. Well, with a demonstration of class that has no doubt carried that idiotic little toff into a role today as an MP or a captain of industry. The boy straightened his school tie. He rebuttoned his blazer. He pulled himself up to his full five foot four, looked me straight in the eye, and with all the dignity of a disgraced chain store boss facing a commons inquiry, you know who I'm thinking uh, of, he said aloofly, I'll take it. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> I wonder where he is now. Anyway, <laughs> hold on tight. We'll be right back. My daddy was a Pontiac man. My granddaddy worked for Manny in Cripple Creek. Bought himself a Pontiac, Silver Streak. He'd drive it up to Denver every weekend and raise a little hell. All the girls come running as fast as they can to take a drive with the Pontiac man. And get acquainted with that roomy backseat as well. You're listening to Classic Car Talk with Paul and Richard. They're legends, but only in their own minds. Welcome back. Now, Rich, a bit of news has come to my attention um, this week. is a return to the UK market of what I would call a, um, a legend in his own lifetime. Yourself? Uh, pretty much. No, I'm talking about a real classic that's actually still in production. Oh, I'm curious. A classic in its own lifetime, still mm. being made. Yeah. Uh, still struggling a bit. Oh, it'll be some little-known sports car built in a shed in Wolverhampton. <laughs> Am I right? You couldn't be more wrong, actually. No, Rich, I'm talking about the Larder Neva. I, th- I thought they died years ago. They're back in Britain? Well, uh, I mean, Larder is still going strong, of course, but um, no, they're not back officially. 
Well, thank goodness for that. So <laughs> what, what's the story then? Well, the good old Neva, you remember that tough, basic, no-nonsense 4x4? Yeah, which, all right. It's been around, would you believe, since 1977, and it, it wow. is still going strong in Russia. What? It's, they're still um, making it? Still making it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same vehicle. And wow. um, thanks to the determination of one enthusiast in Britain, it's now available here again. Oh, I can barely contain my excitement. I knew you'd be so, excited. Yeah, so how many are heading this way then? Well, the first two have arrived. Two? Um, yeah, two. <laughs> right. this, this is a small operation, Rich. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, anyway, they're both now passed their IVA tests. That's oh, the, well, um, that's impressive. Yeah, that's the individual vehicle approval test. Mm. Uh, that means they can both be registered now as brand new vehicles in the UK. Okay. Um, each new Neva, that comes these days with a 1.7 litre fuel-injected petrol engine. Right. And um, should you buy one, the importer will uh, include a, a two-year warranty. Ooh, brave man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you reckon anyone's going to want to buy a brand new Lada then? Well, one of those two... Two is already sold, oh, and oh, uh, the other play. one is going to be the um, company demonstrator. So, um, if you're interested, I'd get booking. I'm on my way. <laughs> on my way. So, what am I going to have to pay for this uh, brand new Neva for before then? Well, I think including the VAT, I think it's well under nineteen thousand pounds. That's what oh. about twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars. Who we? Um, the downside, of course, is that these are left hand drivers. One of the I, downsides. I, I don't see that as a huge issue. No, 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 no. If you've got nineteen grand, you won't care about <laughs> sitting on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Anyway, given the price of proper 4 by 4s these days, I, I reckon that uh, that price, uh, that on-the-road cost, doesn't seem bad to me. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess compared to most SUVs, that's that's mm. pretty good. But, I mean, it's got to be too... 1977, yeah. it's yeah. got to be too old-fashioned now to be competitive, hasn't it? I mean, oh. they were never refined, and they were never pleasant to drive. Yeah, but as you see, that's all part of their charm. It's it's a, it's a new classic. These, these are rugged machines built to do a job of work, and, um, yeah... <laughs> I'll accept. They are quite dated in spec. Of course they are. But <laughs> tell you see, Rich, that, that to me is a real advantage. You've got good, honest engineering. None of your electronic off-road aids or complex automatic all-wheel drive systems. Right. The Lada has got a no-nonsense dual-range transfer box, uh, just like a, a real good old-fashioned off-roader should. Straight down the chip shop for some old chip oil when you want to fill it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. I mean, actually, it probably is a proper off-roader rather than some of today's pretty pointless two-wheel drive SUV rubbish. Yeah, the, the Neva is a workhorse, pure and simple. I mean, it, it'll go places that um, maybe only a, a Land Rover Defender could go. Uh, how do you know that? Well, I, I have owned a couple of Nevers. You won't do you be. Know, uh, do you know, I was going to say that. I'm surprised you uh, didn't guess that. Only weirdos owned Lada Nevers back in the day, <laughs> and then I thought, well. You know, so probably, Paul had, opposite. probably yeah. Paul had one. Yeah, OK. <laughs> well, Lada sold them here officially until uh, 1997, and I, I had a couple of those. Uh, you um, you had two? Them. I had two. Double weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Uh, no, they're brilliant things, Rich. Seriously, if you've never been off-roading in an Eva... Strangely, I, I haven't. You haven't. Well, I think you've missed out, you know. I have. I've happily missed out. With, with some decent tyres fitted, these things, I promise you, they are pretty much unstoppable. Oh, you mean the brakes don't work? <laughs> Look, stop being mean. Anyway, I'm just pleased to see the Neva back in Britain, even if it's only in very limited numbers. Um, the guy bringing them in, uh, Mark Key, he's um, he's promised me a drive in his demonstrator um, pretty soon. And, um, well, frankly, I can't wait. I bet you can't. So mm. other than just you, you reckon there'll be a demand? <laughs> I, well, I certainly hope so. Um, I think it'll appeal to farmers and uh, maybe maybe the odd larder collector out there. Uh, larder? Connectors. I'm hmm. glad you said odd. You mean there are people who collect larders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I would love another one. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, you're talking about people who vo- they voluntarily collect lard, you well, know, not as in as in deliberately mm. collect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought people collected larders like you collect an STD, oh. you know, involuntarily. <laughs> you know, as in, damn it! After that party at the weekend, I picked up a larder. <laughs> But you can't say that. Tom anyway, cut, Tom anyway. Will cut it out. <laughs> I'll make sure. Anyway, <laughs> if anyone's keen to know more about the latest Lardeneva, as I am, uh, you know, this classic in its own lifetime, or they even fancy placing an order, which I know Rich will, um, <laughs> they need to go to larder4x4.co.uk. But don't wait too long, because the very I last Lardeneva is due to be built on the 31st of December 2023, after what will by then have been 46 years of continuous production. And um, I'm sad. I think that's going to be the end of an era. Oh, buck up, mate. Don't be too <laughs> emotional. Oh, anyway, if if I was going to spend 19 grand on a classic four before workhouse, it, it, it probably wouldn't be a brand new larder. I mean, that's the kind of money I could buy myself a Series 3 Landy. True. Or mm. a couple of original examples, or a, or a restored one, mm. and um, the series three. Well, that went on sale also in seventy one. Bit of knowledge for I'm you. I'm surprised you knew that. Yeah. Oh, I can still surprise yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you can. And um, hold on, that means the series three is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary this year. Mm. Um, I reckon it's a great time to buy a series three. You know, Paul. Yeah. Can't argue with that. The Series three was excellent, wasn't it? A um, little yeah. more refined than the old Series two A. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A few more creature comforts, but still very much the same honest, basic workhorse that uh, Land Rover. They did so well then, didn't they? Yeah, good old thing. I think the Series three was the best selling of all those series models. I mm. mean, it, it lasted. It chugged its way through to the mid eighties. It, 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 yeah. it needed a bit of an update then, and the new coil sprung models they came in in about eighty three, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. But the old leaf sprung series three that stayed around until about eighty five. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and any series Land Rover these days, it's it's a bit of an appreciating asset, isn't it? Yeah, they um, are. Yeah. Funnily enough, a few weeks ago, I drove a, a fully restored uh, series two A nineteen sixty eight, I think it was, um, one that's been built to I've got to say an incredible standard, very much a show vehicle. Oh. Um, that had nice price of £35,000. That's, what, 48000 US dollars? Wow. I mm. mean, I, I, I get it that it's probably worth that kind of money for yeah. a full rebuild, but I'm not sure I personally see the point of a Land Rover that's been built for show rather mm. than working. But, you know, each to their own. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, got to admit, I, I think I agree with you. I mean, to me, a serious Land Rover should be a little bit battered around the edges. Yeah, that's like, how I like them. Yeah, yeah. like yourself. Like- <laughs> um, but, you know, structurally and mechanically and fine fettle like, much like, like me. I <laughs> <laughs> was too slow there. Like, oh. um, and, and, and a Series 3, yeah, out of all the Series models, is probably the most usable of the bunch, isn't it? Oh, well, you agree with me. Well, Rich, it does happen sometimes. <sighs> Not often. There's a first. Um, actually, though, for me, I think the ideal Series 3 would be the, um, the county version. That came out quite late in life. It was about 1982. And it was aimed more at the leisure market. So uh, you got improved seats, extra soundproofing. Uh, crikey, you even got tinted glass, for goodness sake. Um, oh. But all without losing the honest workmanlike feel of that, uh, that original. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, I guess mm. Land Rover, they were very early to predict the way the 4 before market was going. And that county, it was a sort of a halfway house, wasn't it, between the basic Series 3 and the new generation off-roader that was coming through, like the Mitsubishi Shogun, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not convinced by the county. I think I'd personally rather have a basic Series 3 pickup. Okay. I'd have the 88-inch. Mm. 
and um, preferably one with nice faded green paintwork oh, and more, yes. more battle scars than an ancient tomcat. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I can see you in one of those. In I, fact, Rich, I think you need one in your life soon, don't you? I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. What's your favourite sport? Baseball. Sandwich. Hot dog. Pie. Apple. And what's your favourite car, America? Chevrolet. Let me see, that's baseball, hot dogs, apple pie and Chevrolet, huh? Right. Well, you sure sound like America to me. We are. Well, then you better tell me again. Because I just might forget. We love baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. That's baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball and hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. I think you better tell me again. We love baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. In case you're wondering, this commercial is brought to you by baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and America's favorite car. They go together. Well, that's it for this week. We're back next week with more classic car news, more people, and more chat. Thanks to the Team Supreme, that's Tom, our producer, Mr. T. And thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and rate us. And follow us on Facebook at Classic Car Talk. And if you didn't like the show, then it's all Paul's fault. No, it's all Richard's fault. <laughs> so until next week, drive, drive safe. safe and see you around. You've been listening to Classic Car Talk with Paul and Richard. Well, I talked to my mechanic and he told me not to panic as he pulled my engine out with a wind. He's got to keep it overnight and I'm just a little frightened because my car's going under the wrench. You need to do oil pump, fuel pump, it's always something man. I know my wallet's going to feel the As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.